This is The Social Mediators on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, where we examine the truth disparity between what's in social media and what's actually true. I'm Jillian Parks. And I'm Garrett Goolsby. And today we're going to be conversing about the World Cup. Woo! I so have you ever watched the World Cup? I know you're not much of a sports Ask me if gal. I've ever watched soccer on a TV. Have you ever watched soccer on a TV? No. No. I, would, I, I didn't even know that the World Cup was soccer until like probably last year. Wow. I also just don't... I am not somebody who cares about sports. Yes. Um, with, I think most listeners of the show would have gathered that. Yeah, I think that that's actually super apparent considering I think I've said it before. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just the fact that I appreciate, I really like when um, people have things that they're passionate about and care about. And if sports is that for somebody, I love that. And I'm like, yay, they're passionate about something and they're good at something. However, to force me to want to like it is where I get a little dicey where I'm like, fair. You need me to watch the World Cup in order to be interesting. Very fair. You are dead to me. Okay. So that's those are my thoughts on sports on TV. Yeah. Do you want to share yours? Uh, yeah. I mean, I love sports, um, but soccer was not something I was I grew up watching or watch very much now. I've okay. watched it periodically. Um, so I have tuned into the World Cup a couple of times. But, you know, I you know, I'm, I'm a, from Texas. I grew yeah. up watching football a lot. Um, that makes us the ideal duo. Yeah. to take on World Cup Exactly. Coverage. We're the people you want to tell you about the things you don't know about the World Cup. The thing that does make me a little anxious sometimes about this show is that like we talk about things that have experts on them. And uh-huh. so sometimes I'm worried that we just, because we talk from such an amateur perspective. No one comes to us for expert perspectives. I'm just nervous that we say like something that someone's going to be like, oh, that's such a bad take. By the time you've made it to us, you've accepted the fact that what you're getting is like, uh, it's it's like listening to somebody who read something that was in the news, you know, yeah. and and they're like, all right, give me the scoop, and we're like, here's what we think, and take it for what you will. Yeah, but you so know what? We're proud of it. That's our little two minute disclaimer before we jump into the World Cup. So, first of all, the World Cup is soccer. Yes. First fun fact: I'm glad that social media and I were both able to get this right. Um. Was it in Qatar this year? Yes. Okay, because everyone keeps saying that. I don't know. if Some people say Qatar. Qatar. Qatar is the other pronunciation. Qatar. I've never heard that one. Um, I say Qatar, so that's how yeah. I'm going to pronounce Qatar. it. Do whatever Qatar. Do whatever you want. I've always heard um, it. A lot of people are not happy that the World Cup is in Qatar because... Um, Tell me why. They exploit apparently low-paid migrant workers, primarily from South Asia and Africa, in order to, I guess... Um, Get this thing running because a lot of, there's a lot of people that need to yes. be involved in order to make this happen. Any idea how long these people have been working on the facilities? Oh, absolutely zero clue. No clue. Do you want to tell guess? me now or you later? Here, take a guess. Um, a year. A decade. What? Qatar was decided upon as a venue for the World Cup in 2010, for for 2022. <gasps> they they vote on these things and bid on these things. Like over a decade in advance. What's the one? Oh, is it because it brings so much money to the country? Yeah, and it takes forever to get all this infrastructure up to snuff. Wow. So, yes. Okay. Wow. I didn't know that. That's mm-hmm. actually super interesting. Um, but people are mad that it's there. Um, and apparently, well, not apparently. Also, because Qatar is Qatar, there's a lot of um, belief systems that people are really angry about. And so there's a lot of like 
racial injustice that people are angry about and um, homophobia. Apparently, Qatar and FIFA together banned anyone from wearing pride pride t-shirts. That is true. um, At these events because it's not acceptable in the Middle East. And so, I mean, I feel like that, I don't think that's a great thing to stifle freedom of expression, but um, if you're going to bring it into a country where that's not acceptable, I feel like that's not a crazy ask. Am I wrong? I don't think it's crazy. I think where people are getting upset is in examining possible punishments for people that violate those rules. Hmm. Um, oh, I guess. Qatar yeah. has very, very, strict. very strict laws about basically any non-conservative uh, like sexual orientation or right. anything like that. Even sex outside of marriage is uh, punishable by prison time and then some. Yeah, no, I don't think that's great. I think that's actually bad um however it's just not shocking to me yeah it's not like a whoa what how could they no that's what they do um also people are like just with like modern day slavery in terms of like not being paid paid a a fair wage or um human trafficking or any of those things is just such a huge prominent issue that for like a big economic um event like this to happen and kind of push that and not only push that out out of the forefront of the conversation, but to utilize it and to um, capitalize off of it is like making people really mad. Yeah, well, um, and rightfully to so. To be fair, <laughs> though, this is ha- this pretty much happens for every Does big really? event, like Olympics, World Cup, anything. You know, nobody's paying like skilled artisans exclusively no, to do right, all these you're right, things. You're right. You know, um, they pay a few really, really well-educated people to design mm-hmm. all this stuff, and then they pay a lot of people very little to come in and build all these things. Oh, boy. Um, I guess we shouldn't be surprised, but we can be no. upset. We can be, um, I don't know, active critics. Another thing that social media likes to do um, is put out zero information, which low-key is kind of helpful because <laughs> there's not... <laughs> If you actually are interested in learning about it, you kind of have to delve into it. Like you have to watch the World Cup to really know what's going on because mm-hmm. Twitter's actually not going to spell it out for you, especially with like sporting events. Like people are kind of just tweeting in their own vernacular and yeah. their words. I'm like, that makes no sense to it me. It means nothing. But sure. I appreciate that because if I really wanted to know. You had to get into it. If I wasn't doing a radio show where my job is like to scroll social media. And to know as little as possible. I would have to like <laughs> actually like tune in. Um, I obviously didn't do that and I'm not interested in that. But there was a lot of drama because apparently, take my words with a grain of salt. I just scrolled through TikTok and Twitter. Um, but apparently when Germany and Uruguay were pushed out um, or they lost their games because apparently they had to win the game in order to stay in the World Cup and then they didn't win. Um, it was apparently a big controversy and everyone was really mad and I understand that like this is a very passionate thing for people but as somebody who doesn't understand sports very well mm-hmm. um, or really like them, it is a little bit of an out-of-body experience to watch like people getting very violent over this. Although yes. it's, it's very normal. Like there's a lot of tweets actually right now about when the World Cup during this like era, <laughs> this season uh, domestic violence hikes. Yes. Well, in in general, like crazy things happen around the World Cup. People's devotion to sport is unbelievable. I think the only person to ever have died from staying up too long was actually somebody who was watching the World Cup. He didn't sleep for like three or four days oh. and as a result had a heart attack. That's crazy. Because the games where he lived, I don't re- recall exactly where this man was from, but this happened, I want to say, during the Russia 2018 World Cup, so okay. four years ago. Um, this guy avid soccer fan stayed up to watch games for 
uh, like three or four days straight and and he died because of it so people get very 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 passionate about well, and this when stuff. you start hurting other people because uh-huh. of that that's when it's like okay this is now embarrassing for you like mm-hmm. it's no longer like no he's passionate about this let him be passionate or her um it's no you're hurting people and you need to like take this for what it's worth it's still sports yeah it's intense um, it is really intense but there's a lot of talk about that and then everything everything else on social media truly and honestly is like wow the world cup this year there's so much drama that's it oh my gosh i can't believe there's so much happening with the world cup that's all that and you that's see? it and i'm so like you don't get to understand why i'm like what? so do you want to tell me i'm like i'm trying to figure out is it the migrant workers that people are mad about is it the um like is it coupled with some of the protests that are going on in iran right now like is it because are people just really passionate about which teams won what like i actually don't know all of the above Whoa. all of the above uh well, I kind of well, then question. I kind of killed that. If those are the reasons, Did, are there more reasons? Was there anything about like I know people are upset about migrant workers not making enough money. Um, did you see anything about like deaths among migrant workers? What? No. Yeah, so that's a big. Are there controversy. a lot of them? Well, that's part of the tricky thing, and we'll get into that in just a second. Okay. Well, that's actually. I'm going to, for those of you who are tuning in right now, this is Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. I'm Jillian Parks. And I'm Garrett Goolsby. And we're currently talking about the World Cup and all of the controversy and drama that surrounds it. Yeah, so before I get into the whole business about the migrant workers, which is an issue unto itself, I'm going to give you some kind of fast facts about the World Cup. Just some Ooh. throw some numbers at you. Uh, so FIFA, the like governing body of the World Cup, the people that put it on, they stand to earn about $7.5 billion from the World Cup this I w- year. I was so anticipating a million. Nope. Billion, my friend. Um, so selling <laughs> broadcasting rights for yeah, the yeah, World yeah. Cup, just for perspective, is about $2.64 billion. <laughs> um, marketing rights is another $1.3 billion. Ticket sales and hospitality. So you're just talking about people that are in the stadium buying food, staying near the area, $500 million. Yeah, crazy. Um <laughs> And so the total estimate is that Qatar has spent about the, the it was a pretty big range actually six point five to ten billion dollars mm. building the stadiums just the stadiums. Um, how much do they get? How much is do that they not get? trackable? Uh, it's yeah, I mean, it, almost impossible to track how but much money they lot? would make. A lot of money. Okay, good. Um, so, but there's also the team that wins it all gets forty two million dollars. Wait, okay, how do you choose forty two million? I have no idea. How do you? Okay. <laughs> Do they split it amongst themselves? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. The, I mean, the different players get bonuses and okay. then the coaches. and. I guess if there's money on the line, that changes things a little bit. Oh, there's a lot of money on the line. It's not just like uh, a pride the thing. The total prize pool for like, because there's payout even if you don't win. Right. Other, you know, I think the total prize pool is somewhere on the order of about $440 million split <laughs> among the teams that like that do well and win games. So yeah, lots of money at stake. <gasps> Okay. Also, just for perspective, the top player, uh, the, the highest paid player in the World Cup right now is, uh, he's a French guy. His name is Mbappe, and he is getting paid something like 128 million bucks a year um, to play soccer. Is he really good? Uh-huh. Wait, what team does he play for? France. France. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. My, I didn't check this. I didn't verify this for sure, but it seemed like of all the teams, the French are the highest funded like their players get paid the most. Is it because France cares the most about soccer? No. I mean France cares a lot about soccer, but so does every other country too. Okay, cool, cool, you know, cool, cool, almost cool. almost to a religious extent. Whoa. Um So anyways, World Cup. They vote on these things like 10 years in advance, That's right? Insane. There's some really shady business about the no. World Cup being in Qatar at all. Um oh. the US Department of Justice literally like today. I I saw this and it came out 
I think like a couple hours before I hopped on the old internet. Mm -hmm. um, the U.S. Department of Justice came out and said that they found that representatives from Qatar bribed FIFA officials to secure the World Cup hosting rights. Um, mm. This is like the latest in a string of corruption cases that lead all the way back to the resignation of the former FIFA president in 2015. Yeah. He actually wasn't, as far as we can tell, a part of any of the uh, any of the like the bribery. Yeah. But he didn't want he he felt like it gave FIFA a bad name and he didn't want to be a part of it. So he stepped down. That was nice of him. Um, or good. Well, of him. so far as we well, you know, you know, I'm going to go with um, yes. So <laughs> since 2010, several higher up FIFA officials and other representatives have been uh, extradited to the United States. So brought to the United States on charges um, related to bribery to yeah. sell these the soccer rights to sports broadcasters. Yeah. Um, so there's a ton of money in this, right? Uh, and they've been these these officials that vote for where the the country you know the country that will host the games um you know will receive huge bribes to say oh vote for this country because it brings a lot of money so what is the difference between bribery and then just paying for it to be in your country it doesn't work so the way that these work right is um each country that wants to host puts forth a bid so they're saying like i will spend this much money and we will uh you know provide these facilities and this would this is what it would look like if we hosted the games right okay. they, they make a pitch and then the governing body uh of fifa right so fifa votes on who they want mm -hmm. to host the games right. um and these people are not supposed to be paid like by the countries the, ah. the the money is already being like tons and tons of money is already being put forth I by see. the country the host country um so they're not supposed to receive extra funds to pick one particular country. Qatar has actually spent somewhere around $220 billion in the 10 years leading up to the World Cup just to prepare because the, Qatar is small. Yeah. Okay. For context, it's Why like- Why are they getting that much money? Qatar is one of the richest countries in the world. Okay. I didn't it know has that. a ton of oil money. Um, I didn't know that. Yes. They're, they're okay. a very wealthy country. And um, here's the thing. Picture Connecticut, but like 20% smaller. That's how big Qatar is. It's small. <laughs> and most of it is like desert. Um, most people live near Doha, which is the capital. Mm -hmm. um, and there's about 2.8 million people in Qatar, but only 300,000 of them are actual citizens. Um, so the rest of these people are like, well, what are the rest of these people yeah. doing? Those, for the most part, are these migrant laborers that we've been talking about that put together uh, this event. And this is actually really common in the Middle East where yeah. there will be these migrant workers that will come from, you know, other Middle Eastern countries in Africa. And they'll have visas that are contingent upon their employment in whatever mm -hmm. country they're in. Um, so what the, the allegations about the migrant workers that everybody's getting all upset about mm -hmm. is that. Human rights organizations claim that about 6,500 migrant workers have died over the course of the time to build the stadium. Um, and that's from a lot of different things. One of the things they really point to as a main contributing factor is Qatar is really hot. The average yes. temperature is about 104 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, so Don't say average. Yes. We're, you know, we're from Houston. We know, know what that feels like. Except that very, that would be too much all the time though. It's yeah, I mean it doesn't cool off that much, yeah. you know. Like in in later months, it's better, but still, you know, working conditions are bad. Um, here's the problem with that 6,500 people dying number: the government of Qatar claims that only three people have died in, oh, so over the course. So it's like, oh, what's what's the deal? Um, 
the way that the human rights organizations count deaths, count those migrant deaths, is kind of skewed. I think okay. theirs is an overcount and the government is an undercount. Um, but that's a huge range. Yes, it is a huge range. So the way that the these organizations count the deaths is essentially if they can tie it back to their work at all. So if they mm. were on their way to work or on their way back from work or they got kind of overheated and then left work and then mm. died or, you know, all of these things count as deaths at work. The only the, there's only been by the government three to four people verified that died on job sites okay. for and over the course of 10 years, accidents happen, right. you know, very sad, but you can kind of. But 6,500 um, is a lot of like... It is a lot. It's not really ignorable. It isn't. And, you know, migrant workers in general, that that's kind of a topic for another time, how, right, they're, right, right, how right. they're treated. But they're kind of part of the broader narrative of how migrant labor goes. Gotcha, um, gotcha. So it's a wider issue than just the World Cup. Yes. So anyways, big time scandal about, uh, you know, mm. World Cup being in Qatar in the first place because money changed hands, lots of bribes. Many people have been arrested since then. FIFA president stepped down. Um, all that good stuff. And actually, stuff. this was that didn't just happen for Qatar. Russia allegedly did the exact same thing to get the World Cup. And yet people are still there. Yeah. It's still participating. Um, I mean, it's not I'm one to say that, but like it is interesting that there's so much uproar and yet it's still going to happen. Well, and the reason why people are like, OK, this is definitely a bribe situation is because the runoff vote. So the, essentially, they were trying to decide between Qatar and the United States for oh, who was going to host the World Cup. That's us. Uh-huh. That is us. And the reason why people think this was bribery is because, you know, you look at Qatar because and we you say, win. well, that's part <laughs> of it. But you look at Qatar and you say, all right, this is an, you know, Islamic, very conservative country that is about to play host to the entire world, pretty right. much. Um, and there's a lot of things like what we've talked about with LGBTQ rights, things like that, that aren't really going to go over that well in a situation, you know, in a, in a civilization like Qatar. Right. Um, so people are saying like, there's no way they would have mm. picked Qatar um, that is so without money changing hands. So oh. there you go. <gasps> there's so much going on with the World Cup. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know it because social media is the worst right now. Yes. Well, and also there was one particular game... Uh, People are really mad about a particular goal that Japan scored during a game to seal the Tell deal. Me about it. And essentially, it's just like the ball barely went in. Like it's if it went in, it went in. Yeah, but so it kind of yeah. It's it's hard to explain without showing you a video. But the ball sort of goes in and bounces out. Like it's like oh, did it go all the way in or not? You know. Mm. Um, so people are mad about that, and that's part of why people are mad about Germany and Uruguay. Is, you know, things like that. Officials will make decisions that people will be like, ah, I don't, I don't think that was right. Uh, a lot but it's of, a big deal. There's a can you look up the final list of people that are in it right now? I can. Um, I will say there's a lot of videos of um, players getting mad at refs, mm -hmm. which is there's also a lot of players, um, like stories of individual players, like making statements on the field, like wearing a pride flag was one of them. Yeah. Um, it's just making different individual statements. As, as individual players who are protected by the money of FIFA. Um, and so I don't think they get in trouble for that, from what mm, I can tell. Not with the law, but, you know, they could... It, it kind of depends. They're not going to face official trouble just because there's a lot of money behind them. They have plenty of people protecting them. But, you know, they yeah. could be harassed just by the public or whatever. Um, okay. You have to understand, in Qatar's culture, um, you can spend almost 10 years in jail for being homosexual. That's absolutely insane. Yeah, so... Just putting it in perspective, how seriously yeah. they take 
those yeah. kind of things. Um, Read us our final list. Yes. Did you say this was the round 16 or something? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 16. <laughs> Quick count. Okay, so Netherlands, United States, Argentina, Australia, Japan, Croatia, uh, South Korea, and their opponent is to be determined. We don't know who's okay. going to play them yet. France and Poland, um, England and Senegal, Morocco and Spain, Portugal, and an opponent to be determined. And those are just the countries that are competing. There's That's not like the hierarchy of them? No, that's not in order. Okay, no. So, yeah, yeah. Is uh, there an order right now, or is that not how that works? Eh, not Sorry, really. There are teams question. that are doing better or worse, because it's not like you play, and if you lose once, you're out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know how brackets work. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Takes me a little while. Okay, so quickly, before we run out of our um, allotted time, we have to give social media a grade. I'm almost positive we're going to give it the same thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Three, two, one, F. F. Yeah. That was terrible. It social did not media do good. was so bad this it time. It did not know about the bribes. I feel like social media eats up bribery. I think so, too, but there just wasn't any information on it, and nobody's talking about it right now. Also, or at least do you want to know how much money you would receive if you bet $100 on the United States to win the whole World Cup? Yes. And if they win, $33,000. That's the From payout. From who? Who's giving it to you? bookies i don't know <laughs> <laughs> okay that's crazy yeah. i don't really understand sports culture but i'm going to take your word for it because i'm choosing to okay thank you so much for tuning into the social mediators on radio free hillsdale 101.7 fm i'm julian parks and i'm garrett Gillespie. we'll talk to you um uh, well not next week but later eventually eventually <laughs>